George Michael Perez, aka G Mike, and y'all already know what it is, baby. Back with another episode of the Jeep Perspective. This week, bringing on a new guest, C Bass Matur, a comedian out of Miami, currently living in Austin, doing his thing over there with open mic and all that good stuff. We go into the Miami Heat on how they're trying to close in into that sixth spot of the Easter Conference playoffs. Then we jump into the Miami Dolphins and what they've been doing this offseason and making their improvements for next year and the years to come. And then we go into Seabass's career in comedy. It's a dope episode, very interesting, very informative. A lot of new things coming to light. You can catch it on all podcast platforms, stream, streaming platforms, YouTube, and now the Varsity Sports Network.com. Or follow me on my social medias as well at Twitter at George Mike Perez, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at GMike Media underscore. Please like and subscribe and leave some comments if you guys can. But enjoy the episode like I did and let's get it. Be best, my boy. How you doing? What up? What up? What up, bro? I am. I am living large. I'm living great, man. Uh, heater, heater up right now. So it's a good day. It's a good start to the day. Yeah, facts, facts. The heater right now. They're playing the New York Knicks in a must-win game for us. My dog repping the Jimmy Butler. That white. Hey, that 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 new that new white. Uh, Shout out the to my boy Gabe, boy. He got it. this was a this was a bachelor party gift. We had a little ghetto bachelor party, so uh, he got me this as as one of the presents. So shout out to Gabe. But he gave you that, like I was like, "Oh, you're gonna be one of my groomsmen, so I'm gonna give you like a little something." Nah, nah, it was like so. I'm I just got I was I just got married now at the end of at the end of December. And congrats, congrats. Thank you, bro. And we were in town. My my wife and I were in town, and we were like, "Oh, we got to do like a little." I was like, bro, I don't want to do a bachelor party. Like, that's not me. Our wedding was super, like, low budget, crazy, last minute. And I was okay. like, I don't want to do a bachelor party, guys. And we just kind of did, like, little Miami shit. We went to Top Golf. We went to uh, Barracudas. We went to Flanagan's. And we ended up at a strip club. And okay. um, my buddy gave me this as a gift. Like, I, I didn't have any best men. I didn't have groomsmen or anything like that. We, we didn't really do a traditional wedding. So he just got me that I put him in charge of the bachelor party because I was like, all right, you are the one I trust most. Like, <laughs> I don't want <laughs> I don't want no craziness. I don't want to hear none of this. We're gonna be out till five in the morning and we're gonna be going like no, bro. Like there Bob, was, I'm old. I'm old, Bobo. Fuck that. <laughs> bro, I heard rumors of of a potential uh Molly or something, and I was like, oh no. I oh, said, no, 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 dude. I'm trying to be in bed by 11 30, bro. Like, please no. I got work in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nah, fam. So my boy Gabe, who was in charge of it, he ended up getting me this uh jersey as a gift. So I was like, oh, for sure. You know, that was the only this is the second time I've worn it. Uh that was a I got I got it some Flanagan's rib stains on it. Oh uh, damn! On the first day, yeah, I had to take it to the dry clean, but yeah, it's bro. Clean now. Okay, okay, good, good. You got to get that out of there. You can't yeah, have that. yeah, 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 hundred percent. I mean, right now the the Heat are not wearing that uniform right now. But if they would have, I would have said you would have been their lucky charm right now playing against hey, the Knicks. The way we're playing right now, 
Bro, I mean, it's been hard to close these damn games out. We haven't closed Facts. games out for man. We can close damn games out. We're like home, away. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. No, and it is great that you bring that up because that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Why is it that we cannot close out these games? Bro, I don't know what it is, bro, because it's kind of like, listen, I'm going to start with this. I'm not, nor do I claim to be the the sports analyst. I, I kind of read a few headlines. I hear a few numbers and I word vomit back what I processed in my brain. Okay. Whatever Stephen okay. A. said that morning, that was cool. <laughs> it's I'm legit. Gonna repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon Sharp, I'm going to repeat it. You know, Will, Ma- Will Masso uh, t- tweet something. Okay. So that's where I'm coming from. So I'm very like, okay, okay. Um, but I mean, bro, we didn't really change this team that much from last year. There hasn't been like, oh, now we got Jimmy Butler. Oh, now we're playing with Bam out of like, no, like this was the same almost core that took us to the finals in 2020 that we lost to the Lakers and we still have them now. And we had a great run last year. And now it's like, who are we? What what's happened? I mean, like, I don't know if it's our shooting. Our defense has gone th- through the ground. Like, that's no question. Like, that's why we can't hold leads because our defense isn't letting us hold leads. Like, we're just getting sloppy. Our turnovers are crazy. Like, it's just I feel like we're getting pushed around when we're when we're playing. Like teams are doing what they want with us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, in the fourth quarter. Like, come on, bro. So it's just frustrating. I, I I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if it's like, did we switch our rotations? I don't know what the looks we're getting. You know, are these teams that much better? Is it a locker room thing? Like you, it's to that point where you kind of look at like, oh, maybe it's because they're not listening to their good luck song before they go out into that. That's what they did. Pepas, Pepas. Yeah, like oh, I fucking I can't stand that song. And the fact that we play Pepas in in front of families, <laughs> it's a song about ecstasy in front of families at a heat. Uh, it's it's all about the beat. Them. It's all about the beat and the melody. Oh my god, bro! It's it, it literally is all about that because I was just like, this is the epitome of why I left Miami. The two minute anthem at Miami Day, not even FTX, Miami Dade Arena. But I, I mean, bro, I I really don't know what our slump is as far as like specifically in closing out games at the end in the fourth quarter. It's ridiculous. Yeah, man, I'm not. No coach, I'm not no GM, I'm barely a sportscaster, but I'll tell you right now, man, I really think that teams are just exposing our undrafted players. Max Strews, Yurt Sefferson, however you say the fuck his name, Duncan Robinson, they went from being elite players 2020 and even last year, not top of the line elite all-star nah, caliber nah, players. Not, no, but they weren't no they weren't no chumps. They were no chumps getting pushed around, not playing defense, getting scared on these wide open looks and not making them. And that's what it's turned into this season. In the beginning, yeah. in the first half of the season and a little a little after, it was all about our scoring. Our scoring was trash, was trash, dumpster-like. And now it's picking up now because Jimmy is on a tear. He's like, oh, you know what? I'm not an all-star this season. Okay, I'm going to show you. 
Bam yeah. has been having a great year. I can't take that away from Bam. But Tyler Hero went from six men of the year to barely making the block. Like, Bro. I don't know what's going on with him. And then this is a trickle-down effect from there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been – and then the whole thing with Kyle Lowry, was he injured? Was he going to get traded? Did we want him? Did we not? You know, like, was he going for Westbrook? It was just like, what the hell? I don't, I don't know. There, there hasn't been consistency. I don't think, again, I don't know if, the, if I'm right in saying this, but I don't feel like we've had much of win streaks this season. We have like not. We're, we have not. We, we've been on losing tears. I know that, but, like, we haven't had consistency. We've had the, the Lowry uh, mix-up. And I do, just because of my boys, I always write uh, in the group chat about, like, Spostra's um, changing the lineup consistently like he's always experimenting with different lineups and different rotations and uh the injuries too because the injuries too. right for sure and i and and i think you know that's a big part of it but like man we just been ugly to watch just ugly i i try to watch as many games i can like a lot of times there's another reason why i love comedy another time a lot of times i watch sports while i do comedy because i'm either at a sports bar or i'm somewhere sports related um but i also stream the games on my phone yeah. So yeah. uh since I don't have a lot of friends out here, I just go into a corner, put the game, and I'm just there like watching the heat game on my phone or whatever. So that's how I've kept up with them. But we it we have been hard to watch, bro. It has been some like, yo, is this the same team? Like we didn't really change anything. But yeah. and going, I mean, if we gotta get it together, this is the time to get it together. Facts, facts. And going off of what you just said, out out of those games that you watch, right? You're watching the games, you're drinking a little beer, you're doing this and that. Because you're, you're, you're a smart person, a very intelligent man, and I know that you're dissecting the game. You're looking at the game and you're like, yo, what is our issue? What what do we do good? What do we do bad? What is it from the games that you see that you like or dislike about our play? I mean, I think dislike more like than anything just because the past few games I've watched, uh, I forgot who we playing that we kind of – I think it was the Pistons um, that we. I think that was, was it on that Sunday. We, won, we beat by Sunday. like ten points. Yeah, yeah. And like that game, it just had a little life of like, oh, this is what we look like when we're on a roll. Like when we got it flowing, that looked good. But what I have noticed a lot, and I could be making this up, but from the games I have seen, is like turnovers. Yep. That we were not doing last season as consistently. Yep. And getting out rebounded, like especially when it comes to defensive boards, like an offensive rebound for the opposing team, like we're getting bullied down there. And it's just like, bro, like people are getting points in the paint, people are getting the second chance opportunities. And like we're between the second giving up second chance opportunities and turnovers, like, bro, how many how many extra shots are teams taking? How many more looks are they getting just off of those two simple things? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even if it translates to 15 more looks, dude, you knock down half of those shots, you're looking at a, a, an extra 16 points, even if they're two-pointers, you know, like 16 to 21 points just off those looks, you know? And yeah. how many how many times are games decided by a point, two? I think we had like 11 games decided by less than two points or two points or less or something like that mm-hmm. that I saw um, on Sunday night's uh, statistics, but... It's just like I think those two things, the turnovers and and um 
the getting boards again i could be wrong bro we could be the number one best rebounding team right now and i'm looking like a complete ass no 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 you're right you're right that's what i've seen you know i feel like those two things aside from obviously i don't know shooting more effectively and shooting better from the field and things like that obviously but i think yeah i'll just say the uh turnovers and, and that getting beat on the glass yeah, I think for us, it's more of the consistency level. So we're in a league right now where teams have the big three or the big four and all that stuff or or the, the, the big two. And we have Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Tyler Hero, who are supposed to be the forefront leaders of our team. We can't get them on a consistent basis to score 20 points each and to play great defense. It's either Jimmy's having a great night and Bam has an average night and, and Tyler Hero has a good night or the other way around. Bam is having a great night. So Jimmy takes a step back and he stops trying to attack as much and this and that. And, it's, and, and I just feel like it has to be all three of them trying to attack, trying to be leaders, trying to rebound, trying to stop the... The, the team on the opposing ends to stop those turnovers. It has to be all together every single night. It can't be, oh, you know what? You're doing nasty today. I'm going to take a step back. No. Right. Because when, when you look at the statistics on how, because like I said, our scoring is what was really our like Achilles heel in the first half of the season and two weeks after uh, All-Star game. We win. Our record is 26 and 10 when we score a hundred or more points. So imagine if we get up to that standard right now, we're 36 and 35. If I'm not mistaken, I'll check it right now, but we're, we're the seven seed 39 and 34. So if we win 26 and lose 10 games over a hundred points scoring, then that means that the reason why we're 39 and 34 is because those other games, we're not getting to a hundred points, right? So it's like I, our offense needs to re, be more consistent and more consistent with scoring for sure. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I definitely. It's just, I mean, it sounds simple. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty much basic. So, you know, shoot more baskets, make make more buckets, get more points. You know, yeah. but we're obviously having some form of like lost in translation with with that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. But are you? I'm sorry, is that music coming in through the mic? The Mexican music? The Mexican music? Let me see. Dog, I have the loudest neighbor's front door. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I don't hear this. No? Okay, because, like, dude, they be waking me up. They be loud as fuck. And I know I'm not being racist. I know they're Mexican. This is a 1,000% yeah. type. I walk my dog here, you know? Uh, But... Yeah, they put they put the music so goddamn loud, and like they love to clean. Like one of the, one of the the neighbors loves to clean his car like at six in the morning. Six the music, in the morning, bro. With the music blasting, I had to come down. I live on the third floor. I came down. There's a wooden fence that separates our apartment complex with theirs, and I had to come down, bro. And I was like, "Yo, yo," and he can't hear me. Obviously, his music's yeah. too fucking loud. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, senor, senor. And like, he turned around and I'm like, lo puede bajar un poquito, por favor. And he's like, oh, si, si, sorry, sorry. And like, whatever, he lowered it. But I was like, dog. And it's every, like, anytime you think you're going to get a good night's sleep, bro, you'll hear some shit come out the neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, my God, bro. 
I just I heard the music in my headphones and I'm like, oh my god, bro, these motherfuckers are going at it right. They're going now. at it right now. Damn, oh. he's washing his car right now, nine thirty four. Always, bro. I swear to God, it's like the Miami follows me, bro. Like, <laughs> you can't god, get away from it. You I moved away, that. you can't get away from it, bro. I'm telling you, but that, but then again, here I am watching Heat games and and having the jersey. It's like, why don't you stay in Miami, fucker? You know? Ah, uh, hey, hey, cost of living, bro. Hey, cost bro, of living. That's playing. the first day. <laughs> nah, there's nice people out here in Austin, bro. I'm cool. I'll take these liberals over. You know, whatever Miami has to offer us, I'm cool with it, man. Bobo, it's all about the money, though, bro. In Miami, you're paying an arm and a leg right now for No, rent, I mean, bro. granted, <laughs> for sure, but it doesn't help that the people here are nice. Like, people be asking you how your day's going. Like, oh, that's oh, fire. That's again, fire. You know? My apartment complex, bro, they give you free coffee. You have, like, they have, like, a whole selection of coffees and shit. And, like, the other day, they had, like, energy day drink. So, uh, energy drink day. So, Anyone can go into the into the office and grab like a C four or a Red Bull or this, and then they do like little events. But white people shit, man. I'm telling you, it's fucking great out here, bro. It's I love fire though. In fucking Miami, you're gonna get oi, vete pa la pinga. Just get the fuck out of here, bro. I live when I lived in Miami. I lived. Oh, funny, funny. Uh, side note: This is the same apartment complex that Jorge Masvidal grew up in. It's uh, oh, fire. yeah, it was uh, Palm Court. It was right there on Northwest 82nd, 82nd Ave and Northwest A Street. And uh, it's right by International, not International Mall. Well, it used to be Malls of America. I forgot what the name is now, but pretty much Malls of America. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, he grew up in that apartment. And, bro, those apartments were built in the 80s. They were horrible. They were so old. And, like, there was one elevator for the whole apartment complex so like bro people used to cut you off to get into the complex and not wait for you like not hold the door open for you or like the parking spaces were so small people would just like park over the line and not let you get into your parking spot it was just a mess bro yeah sounds like some miami shit it was super miami and they raised the rent uh so like technically we are saving here like i think 60 dollars from what they would have, what we would have been paying in that apartment, and like here we got a gym, we got a pool. They let us use the grills. Um, they got like a workspace area, bro. It's like no, bro, a thousand. Not only is the living better, like money wise, but your money goes further here. Yeah. Like what you can do is that's so what much you need. More. You need that, bro. Bro, you need that. so much more. And there's so much shit to do out here too. Like not to, not to sidetrack, but there's a lot of shit to do out here. No, no, but you need that to sustain, bro. You need that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Shit, it's a close game. 100, 103. Oh, you're probably... I'm on a delay. Never mind. <laughs> you already saw the next well, three plays. Right, right now, right now, Miami's trying to sustain. And right now, we're in the seventh seed. We are half a game behind Brooklyn, who's in the sixth seed. Uh, we play New York tonight. If we win this game, we will be over and we'll get the sixth seed. But as of how it's standing right now, and it looks like Miami might take this game, but obviously it's the NBA. You never really know. The way it's no. looking right now, we are in the play-in. We have a chance to make the playoffs officially. We make the sixth seed. But how, how you see us playing and how things are going and with us having nine or ten games left, do you see us making the playoffs, the play-in, or miss it all entirely? I think we I think we got the playoffs. Um even if it's through the play-in, I think I don't think we got um 
I mean, a lot of things would have to go right very quickly if we're going to be uh, in the finals. And by that, I mean, like, threes going down when they're wide open, uh, not getting bullied on the board, uh, bench picking up the slack when we need them to, counting on them, having, the again, all consistency, you know, issues that we don't have that we had before. Um, but I think strictly – even if we get in through the play and I think we, we have a little dog in us that'll take us like one or two rounds. But then after that, oof, it's going to take a lot of prayers, I think, more than the dog in us to get us into the thirds and the final rounds, you know? So uh, I, I think I think we definitely are shaping up to get into the playoffs, whether that means through the play-in uh, or that, that sixth seed, which let me just ask you. So mm -hmm. if we were to get the sixth seed, we would be playing Milwaukee, right? Because no. it's one and six? No, we would be playing Philadelphia. Because it's three and six. Oh, got it. Three and six. Yeah. One. One and two? No. One and eight. Two and seven. Three, oh, six. Okay. Four, five. I'm looking at the top. I'm looking at the top six. I forgot it's the top eight and the playing. Got it. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, that's the best case scenario for us right now. That we play Brook uh we play that, Philly. That we play Philly. Instead of yeah. Milwaukee and Boston, because I don't see us like even oh. making a fight against them. I We're, mean, four game to to win four games against Boston. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, and the way that Milwaukee's playing right now, with Chris Middleton came back, shooting lights out, and Drew Holiday playing the way that he's playing, and Giannis has always been a super freak, another MVP type year. Like I don't see us winning one game against Milwaukee for real. Boston, yeah, maybe one, but Philly, Philly, I think is it. Cleveland is who I want, but that's I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think New York's gonna oh, drop man. out of that. You're phase. not scared of Cleveland? I'm scared of Cleveland, but compared to Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, Cleveland is our best bet, a hundred percent. Has to be. I mean, yeah, I I definitely don't see that that um. You want to talk about consistency? Uh, the Celtics and the Bucks, and I mean Bucks more than the Celtics, but like they got depth, they got you know bench, they got starters, you know. Like when you were talking about the um the getting like we should be expecting twenty points from these individuals every night. It reminded me of the Big Three era. Like you knew you were gonna get at least twenty apiece from Wade, LeBron, and Bosh. Yep. You know what I mean? And like and those assists were gonna be high. That's what the the statistics were going to change from player to player, but the bar was going to be met by all the players. Uh -huh. You know, it was right. just what number was going to change in, in what's that line. But yeah, like um, I see, I bro, Milwaukee's bench is so deep. I don't even know who the bench is. And I already know, like, they got a deep bench. No, they do. And, they do way and Boston, bench. Boston's always giving us issues. And like, they stayed true to their colors you know what i mean like we were neck and neck with them last year and we were talking that smack like oh you know we we should have gotten if jimmy would have made it if jimmy would have made it you know like i kind of yeah. go like well it shouldn't go down to that shot i get what you're saying but like the winning team don't let it go down to that shot mm -hmm. and they are what 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 are they second in the in the east Se second in the east yep a game behind well, you know what I mean? Like they're they're showing consistency. They're showing that they really are who they are. And the Heat, it's hard to make a case for them because it's like 
you know, the first few games of the season, you're like, oh, well, you know, the season's new. And then, you know, you get an injury and you're like, oh, but but he's injured. And, like, uh, and then you start saying things like, all right, but the All-Star break. After the All-Star break, we got to – Fucking facts. <laughs> and now we're like, all right, bro, we got 10 games left. If we win six, you know, and we may, maybe we can get the play in. Maybe we get the play in. And I fucking hate it. I hate it. Yo, Heat Nation, bro. Heat Nation. Yo, Heat in five. Heat in five. Bro, a thousand percent, man. And I'll be trying to wet my Heat jersey, uh, my Heat stuff when I go out into like uh, doing comedy shows and shit. I'll wear like a Heat hat or a Heat this, you know. But like when they lose, it's like a tough pill to swallow. I'm like, come on, facts. man. Facts, facts. Oh, yep, it is. But, it is, man. Yeah, I mean, it's. I see us playing. I don't know how far we'll get. I see. Uh, yeah, I agree. Philly. We always. I think in the playoffs we tend to have their number. So, and then fucking mm-hmm. DJ Tucker a little bit. So that'd be nice. <laughs> right. That boy can't score ten. I need him right now for one of my parlays to score ten game ten points after that All Star break. One game score That's ten it? points. One game, and he still hasn't done this shit. Bro, has he played 10 minutes? <laughs> I don't bro, know dude, he plays like 15 shit. minutes a game, bro, and he can't make 10 points, bro. Man. <laughs> shit pisses me off. But yeah, man, uh, we're playing the Knicks right now. We're up on it. I'm not going to say the score just in case, uh, you know, I, I know you're watching it too as we do this. Uh, but right now yeah. we're, uh, we're up. We're up by a bit. Four minutes left. Uh, it looks like we could close out this game. We need this win, like I said. Try to get over the hump on Brooklyn, get that sixth seed going into the playoffs. But it's gonna it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be neck and neck for sure. A lot of excitement and another, another thing of excitement, bro. Because I know you, you big time Miami Dolphins fan. So I know I know oh, you hype, bro. I know you hype, bro. Um, R- real quick, before we get into everything, before we get into anything. You can say what you want to say right now, but just let me know how you feel about getting Jalen Ramsey. Let me know. Oh, bro, that's that's crazy. That's still like a stat, like that's still like a headline that I'm like, we did we really do this? Like, huh? is this for real? Like, we got Jalen Ramsey. Like, you're looking so at that wild. shit like this. You're like, huh? like when I saw it, I saw it said rumored, and then I saw my boys group chat. Like everyone started talking about it, and I was like, how? Because like in my head, I'm like, all right. Uh, again, I'm not like I don't know all the ins and outs and like the contracts and how much these guys are making, but I know Jalen Ramsey's a t- in some debates is a t- the number one cornerback in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's I know debates, that I know sure. that debate can be had. So I'm just thinking, well, in my rational brain, that costs a lot of money. So when I saw the Dolphins sign him, I'm like, what the hell? How did we even have enough money to sign this guy? Like. Well, is it? And I read it, and I was like, "Oh, it's probably one of these like, oh, he, you know, he has his top favorite teams he wants to play for, and yada yada yada." Uh, and it was like, "No, nah, like this, he was with us." And I was like, "Yo, what? It's still surreal. Like, it's still surreal when we got like that superstar on there, because like, dog, that's a superstar." Yeah, facts, facts. It's like it's like back in 2011 when when LeBron said that he was gonna come to South Beach, bro. I remember, yeah. I remember watching Channel Seven which is a news channel here in Miami that, oh, not here because I'm not in Miami, but in Miami that we watch and everyone going crazy, them showing videos of people at the bars at the beach. I want you to do going wild. Never seen so a basketball I'm, game in their life. Literally, literally. <laughs> and I bet the same thing was going on for Ramsey, bro, because like you just said, man, 
He's debatably the best corner in the game right now. He's gotten older, obviously, so he's gotten a little slower and stuff like that. But he's gotten more intelligent, which could help out a lot with Xavier Howard out there and that whole defense, try to make him click and stuff. So I think that pickup right there, that trade that you guys did for Ramsey, that was incredible. Incredible. I mean, on some Pat Riley shit, you know what I mean? Literally. They made some chess moves out there. That was wild. They've been playing chess for a long time. Long ass time. They be getting L's for a long ass time. <laughs> I mean, hold on, don't, don't. No, no, that shit was like this. No, pump the brakes, man. We took a bunch of those last year too, bro. I was so hyped. I said we got Tyreek Hill. I said we got Tyreek Hill. Nobody's gonna beat us. Yeah. I'm just gonna use him. Hail Mary every play, like Madden, bro. Just Hail Mary. He's just gonna burn everyone. Nope. Not what happened. And we was hot, boy. We was hot. I remember when I saw Tua take that hit in Cincinnati. I was with my brothers in Arizona. We were doing a brother's trip. We was all excited. So excited. And then, mm-mm, dude, I took a piss. I came back and there was, you know, Tua. And I was just like, and it just took the wind out of all our sails. We were like, yo, what? And then the and then the rest of the season happened, bro. I was so hyped. Those first three games, I was like, yo. We're on top of the world, baby. Literally, 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 and yeah. And we did booty, booty, booty. And uh, I don't – I said it. I was not going to get hype for this season. Like, I was like, no, bro. I'm not going to get hype until the first game off our bye week. I'm not giving in. I'm not giving in. I can't do it, bro. I can't take it. It's so frustrating, bro. I watch these games. I get mad. I get emotional. I'm like, oh, bro. First two quarters were looking good, and then I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. And I, you block off that time, bro. You don't get that time back. Sit there facts, and facts. sad. Yeah. Dude, honestly, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you some uh, words of encouragement right now. This year, I'm going to call it right here. This year, Miami is going to be top five in defense and offense. Their team is going to be fantastic. You guys will probably win the division. It depends on how Buffalo plays now with their some of their players let go. Stephon Diggs is still in the air of being traded or not. Um, they did pick up some some pieces at the running back position that they, they probably need, and I think they're going to get Ezekiel Elliott. But, That'd be dope. That'd be yeah, dope. I think they are. I Talks think they for are. us, but it'd be dope for the team. But even then, Miami's going to be a a team to mess with, bro. I'm telling you, you guys are going to be nasty this year with that new defensive coordinator that you guys got. Your offense was great. Phenomenal. You just... Yeah, but... Tua can't get those concussions, bro. Tua can't get those concussions. That's what I'm saying, bro. How do I get excited when the season lies on one bad hit? I can't, bro. And I don't know if I'm, like, negative Nancy because my boys make fun of me all the time about it. But, like, I didn't believe in Tua before we drafted him. And I didn't watch him play college or none of this. All I knew is the dude had an extensive injury report and had hip surgery at, like, 20. Like, that should not – your body should not go through what it's gone through when you're only going to play stronger and faster men. You know, like, that's the one thing I've ever heard from any college sport uh, um, athlete, well, specifically in football, that goes like, dude, the speed of the game is fast and the guys are bigger, you know, yeah. because you're not mm-hmm. paying with 22-year-old guys. Facts. These are grown-ass men. Yep. So I'm just like, how can you 
Yeah, I, I mean, bro, I can't. The dude hit his head on the turf too hard and almost died. Like, I'm not even trying to be fuck, funny here. Fuck, These are dude. just the stats. Facts, facts. Know, yeah. This, this is all I'm saying. So, like, to get excited because I go, like, bro, we're not saying, like, he needs, if he pitches a no-hitter, he's going to die. Like, something that's not very common. You know, we're talking about, like, this happens every game in the sport. Yeah. A concussion. And, like, you're, like, think about it. You're like, man, that's a dope-ass car, man. Them rims are fire. Like, the paint job is dope. But you ain't got no motherfucking engine because it, it got a concussion. Like, what the fuck? They took it out of there. That's what I'm saying. Like, how am I going to get excited to see this parked in the driveway? Like, no. So, like, I don't know, bro. I just, I didn't think we should have passed up. Granted, I did not know who Herbert was and what he would become or who he would become. But I still didn't think it was smart to draft, uh, to trade up or trade down for, what did we do? We traded up for Tua. We gave up our pick and we passed up on Herbert and picked up Tua. Um, you guys, I think we're at the sixth spot, and then you went to the third, and then that's when you got to yep, right. So yep. we 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 traded down essentially, but like even from I never agreed, like I never thought that was a good move for the product we were gonna get. Again, consumer producer, like what are we getting? What are we looking at? And I'm just like, these are damaged goods, and at the position he's he's not a freaking field goal kicker, he's a quarterback. So Bro, as great as the offense is, I just kind of go like, bro, big question mark in that quarterback position, man. One slight tumble, and you got a Pat White situation. So, mm-mm. Yeah, man, because it's like when he's on the field, he could be a top 10 quarterback in this league. His accuracy is on point. The only thing that would take away from him um, is his long ball. But his accuracy is on point. He, he's very intelligent. He could scramble out when he needs to. He's a lefty, which, in my opinion, gives him more of an advantage. Other people will right. say other. Other people will say otherwise. But whatever it is, what it is, it's all about the the fact: can he stay healthy? Because that's the best av- availability is you being available to play. And if he's not available to play, that's why you guys signed Mike White as a backup. He's a good backup out of uh, the New York Jets. Last mm-hmm. season, he's a good backup, but you want to have that player that's going to be out there all the time leading your team to wins, get putting points up on the scoreboard because that's what he does. He can. He can do that. He just sure. needs to stay healthy. He needs to stay healthy. Done. 100%. When it's clicking, it looks great. Like, there's no – like, when we played Baltimore, that game was phenomenal. That second half was crazy, and I would yeah. watch that all the time. But that's not the case uh, all the time. And I just kind of go like, bro, I don't know how to feel because at the end of the day, you need a quarterback. Like, yeah. bottom line, no matter if you got the fastest wide receiver and you got the, the fastest, you know, running backs and safest offensive line, nah, bro, you got – and then – when Shannon Sharp was talking, making fun of him because he said he was going to take uh, judo to, to learn yeah, how to fall, yeah, he was yeah, like, you yeah, are yeah. a grown-ass man. You don't know how. <laughs> I was like, I can't argue with that logic. Like, uh, he's making a point. Okay, not No, and it's like, okay, you're going to learn how to fall doing judo, but 
what you think you're gonna fall the same exact way that you would in judo no man you got these two you got these 300 pound men coming at you with a 4.9 fucking speed <laughs> like you that's think that's gonna happen that's a car <laughs> literally literally bro no like thank you, no man. man it's not gonna be the same thing learning how to fall is not gonna be the same thing bro it's just He's just got to hope that he don't get hit in the head, man. <laughs> that's and, tough, and that's and tough. That is that right there is why I cannot get excited about the Dolphins because I go like, ah, if they get that one bad hit, it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Facts, facts, man. Oh, well, I mean, I, was, that... I didn't think they were gonna pick up his his fifth year. To be honest, I you didn't think that was gonna happen. Oh, oh, blue, blue, blue sea bass. No, no, no. Oh, purple, no. Nah. Uh, I fuck with the purple. I like the purple. Okay, okay. Um, I see you, purple rain, purple rain. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think they were gonna. Honestly, I don't know because I thought a big part of me thought like maybe Tua is gonna retire in the off season and be like, hey, you know what? I talked to my family and like I got endorsement deals and I can still make this money on the side and you know, thank you. And he's still on his rookie contract, so it's not like he's giving up. I really don't think nobody's going to be dropping like, you know, 30 mil a year for him. I don't see that happen. No. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, for, that's why I'm sitting in an office desk. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not playing football. Uh, but I, I thought he there was a good chance he was going to go ahead and hang up the cleats in the offseason. But he didn't. And we picked up the the thing. And I guess now we're just going to have to wait and see. Do you remember? Um, Did you ever watch the movie Not Another Teen Movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember the lineman that had concussions before? Uh-huh. And then he that's got hit the, with the football while he was laying down. For like, <laughs> that's, that is Tua's counter. That's what Tua's counter looks like for next season. So, so. The, the, the reason I think, because they haven't come out and publicly said it, but the reason I think that they picked up his fifth year, they're like, you know what? He did nasty for us last year when he was in the games. Obviously, when he was not in the games, we lost three in a row. And then later down down the year, he still had that concussion protocol, but he was still going to games and play. But you saw it kind of fucked him up, and he wasn't throwing the same. That right. Green Bay game, that Green Bay game, he got a concussion. Yeah. But no, they don't want to talk about it. But when he came out in the second half, he threw three picks, and he only completed one pass in the whole half. So it's like that plays a trickle-down effect, but I feel like they're like, Okay, you know what? We're going to give him a chance. We're going to pick up his fifth year instead of going out there to try to pick up a quarterback that because there's like 11 other teams that need that needed quarterbacks at that point. Now it's right. different. There's probably like five teams, six teams that need quarterbacks. But they're like, so what are we going to do? We're going to not give it to him. Then we got to go out and look for a quarterback that who's going to try to put up the same numbers as him when they're healthy. And right. Or if not, try to go in the draft and draft? No. So you know what? We're going to give him the fifth year. We're going to give him the $20 million. We're going to hope that he stays healthy. He could take us to the playoffs. Hope we go further than that, try to make a Super Bowl run. And then if he doesn't stay healthy this year, he doesn't prove that he could stay healthy, next year, free agent market, pick up a quarterback. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, that's... And I, and I think that that's the safest bet for both sides. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for him, for sure, it's the safest bet. Hey, that motherfucker got to take whatever the hell he got to take. You know, $20 uh, yeah. million, dollars, $20 million. But... but yeah, it makes sense what you're saying, though. Like, the team gets to, you know what? We're not spending a bunch of money. We're not, we're not 
throwing in a, a multi-year contract. We're not binding ourselves to a lot. We still have an answer if need be for the time being. Mm-hmm. And then if we do get into a situation where this is going to be a problem, I mean, worst case scenario, let's just say like by game nine or game eight of the season, it's like this shit ain't going to work out. Take your money. We're not resigning you. And let's make, let's see what moves we can make to free up some space for a quarterback or, you know, maybe Mike White or whatever Mike's name is. He, Mike Green, Mike Green, Mike White, Mike White, Mike White. Fuck. Mike Green is the is the uh, sports analyst. That yeah, yeah. Mike and Mike in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why I go. Like, I think that's the best case scenario. It makes sense on why to why to pick him up and have him there, you know. But I mean, yeah, bro, it's hard to get it's it's hard to 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 get fully invested in it again. Like, part of me was like, oh my god, as soon as I left Miami, we gonna make the Super Bowl. What the hell? Fuck, like, I need I to go back and go back. <laughs> I was so pissed because, you know, I was, when I worked with them, I was a hype man. I ran the flags. You know, I did all of that. So I was uh-huh. like, nah, bro, not when I leave. Like, I'm going to have that stink on me. No one's ever going to watch want to watch a game with me. They're going to be like, nah, bro, you, you, they started winning when you left. Yeah, so, yeah. You were the bad glue, black glue. Bro, Get and, out and, of and, bro, you know what's crazy? Did, did we end up with the same record or, like, one game better than when we had Flores? Yeah. Yep. This is, like... That's so crazy to me. Like a, a a head coach who was trying to just dismantle the team, which obviously we didn't find out till after of like all the drama that was going on, still ended up with the same record as a Mike McDaniels. That's what made me go like, oh. I think that's even harder to take. Like that's the hardest L to take. It's just like we did all that and we ended up in the same spot. Like, yeah. damn. But off of that, I would say that you made major improvements on the defensive end. Remember, yeah. Mike McDaniels is who got said, fuck them picks. Let's get Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Traded away uh two players for Bradley Chubb. You guys got Bradley Chubb, and then you got Jeff Wilson, which is a great piece that you guys added Tambien. Yeah, we did. And then now Jalen Ramsey. That because remember, before Mike McDaniels, Flores was trying to get picks. He yeah. he did all he can. You guys in 2020, you guys had like Three picks in the first round or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. We had crazy amount of picks. Yeah, yeah. So he was doing good on that part of trying to get picks, trying to make the team young and this and that. But Mike McDaniels is trying to win now. Right. Now. And that's and the th- bottom line. And that's the bottom line. He he did those trades because obviously those trades don't go through without the GM and in the front office and all this right, crap. Right. But he's the one making the plan up like, yo, we need to get these players to come over here. Right, 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 right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm not excited for it. Mm. Of course I am. Yeah, and I know I'm going to tune in on Sundays, bro. And I know I'm going to talk my shit. Like, I know Always. That. Oh. But I do kind of go like, I don't want to get too excited. Yeah, I feel you. I feel so, you. Right now, right now, like you said, bro, you're just a, a healthy quarterback away from becoming – uh, elite team in the NFL. I was really hoping we would have gotten like a Derek Carr or like uh um what's this cat's name? Jimmy G. I would have been happy with Jimmy G. I was like, you know yeah, what? Jimmy G's he good. ain't the greatest, but you know what? He's gonna be a quarterback that can work with this offense. And bro, my biggest thing is not letting the offense go to waste. So again, going back to Tua's health being in question, why waste an offense on a questionable quarterback? That's why I was like, get Jimmy G, who is not going to be 
top tier. He may not be the savant that Tua is, but like, you know, um, you get to eat the whole loaf of bread. You don't got to throw away half of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That was my thinking of it, but of course we didn't have the money to like if we would have gotten a quarterback, it would have been a bad look and we would have had no money to make all the moves we've been because I mean, like Jesus, we've made some moves. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's Fire like taking moves. pay cuts, one year deals, two year deals. Like people are like, yo, I'm willing to play in Miami at whatever cost. Mm-hmm. So it 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 is looking nice. It is looking dope, but I gotta Gotta protect my heart, girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gotta protect my heart. Uh, it's looking oh. sunny in South Florida, ladies and gentlemen. It's looking yeah. sunny. No more yeah. rain. Don't look at down the street though. It's raining at the next light. <laughs> yeah, it's Miami. That's the thing about Miami. One side is is beautiful blue skies, and then the other side is a fucking hurricane. <laughs> hey, did we win? I see Tyler Heroes in the winner circle. Uh, let me see. I think so. My stream just ended. Checking this. It's yeah, 127, 120. Let's fucking go, baby. Okay. Needed Thank that. Good. We needed, needed that, that baby. Oh we needed God. that. Let's see oh how much God. Jimmy got. Jimmy oh got 35, God. bro. Ahora estamos look. Ah, Ahora shit. estamos los Miami. Lo, 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 lo Miami. Time. Lo full time. But look, oh this is the God. shit I'm talking about, though. Jimmy with 35. Tyler here with 22. Bam with 15. Finga, bro. Yeah, we can't we can't have this in the playoffs, bro. Can't have this in the playoffs. I'm trying to see here. Well, uh, the Dolphins do look good. Hopefully, they could keep um this momentum going. Try to win these games in this upcoming season. Try to get you guys uh further into the AFC playoffs. Mm-hmm. Last last year, I think you could have beat Buffalo if Tua was playing 100. percent I think you would have oh, beat dude, them. Those Buffalo games were such a heartbreak. Even yeah. the one we played at at Buffalo in the, the snow. snow one. Yeah, yeah. That fourth became the twelfth man. I mean, in the fourth quarter, that uh, snow became the twelfth man on the field. Like yeah. mm-hmm. that was so. What a heartbreak! Bro. Why get me there? Why get me there to then just drop me? Bro? Lost by a field goal. Oh. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, but it's gonna be a good year for you guys, bro. It's gonna be a good it year is, for you guys. Is. Keep that positivity, trust. It's gonna be a good year. You guys are gonna make the playoffs. Hopefully, go deeper. Maybe, maybe Super Bowl, baby. Maybe Super Bowl. Who knows? I don't know. I think Tua. We need to start sending Tua some on it, some uh, focus factor, some uh, alpha brain, sh- shroom tech. We need know. him to go on Joe Rogan and talk to. I need chirotherapy. Stop learning how to fall and learn how to get in the chiro chamber or whatever it's called and sauna and, you know, better padding. Maybe if you put a do-rag underneath the helmet, there's a little more cushion for your falls. I don't know what to tell you, Tua, but jump on all the supplements. That's what that's what we got to do. Tua's health is our, our number one number, priority. Number one fucking priority for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. And before we get out of here, my dog... You mentioned it a few times. You're a comedian right now, and I congratulate you on the journey you're on and will be on for for a while. Um, comedy, bro, comedy is a, is a great, great like career industry, if you may say, um, to like try to figure out yourself. I would feel, or 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 do you think not? Um, yeah, bro. A hundred percent. First of all, thank you. Thank you, bro. I definitely appreciate the kind words, especially you that, um, 
you're one of the rare people that I can talk to that you saw me clowning out in school in class, uh-huh. like not on some like I want because I didn't even know I was gonna be a comedian at that point. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But like you saw me like in my rawest, stupidest, you know, idiotic, obnoxious form of just being in front of the class and making an ass out of myself. Literally, literally, you know, <laughs> and like roasting me, roasting others, like what you were talking about earlier when I roasted you about. You know, the way you were sweating and like all that. And it was just kind of like <laughs> things that I kind of go like, damn, like it's crazy to think that it was right there in front of my face the whole time. So, I mean, it's super dope. Uh, you definitely, I personally say that you get to learn about yourself. Um, I don't know. In my case, it's like different experiences or like, you know, maybe I'm not as friendly as I thought I was or I'm super judgmental. Maybe it's like, I don't know. It's just a lot of different things. And it also puts you in different situations in life like I, I went to New York early on when I started doing comedy just to go do open mics and I went to like some super rinky dink little tavern to watch the Celtics versus Cavs finals in the Eastern Conference um uh and I ran into some people there that like I I know for a fact I would have never ran into I would have never gone into this bar if it wasn't for comedy because I was I stopped on my way from comedy. So I just happened to pop in there because it was in my route, you know? Yeah. And it's like that in a lot of stuff where like I'm, I've been put in places and I've met people that I'm like, oh, I'm sure if it wasn't for comedy, I would have probably never spoken to you or gone to this restaurant or found out about this place. So it's it's really dope, bro. Like not only am I learning about myself, but I also feel like it's a tool to learn about the world. Learn about, because you know, it comes with traveling you learn about business when you get to that point where now you got to worry about the business side of it. And like, if you get merchandise and you become an ambassador and you have partnerships with companies. So like, yeah, I learn about myself, but it also lets me learn about like the world and like how the, how the universe works when you're doing something you're passionate about, you know? Yeah. 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 No. And I wanted to ask you like, cause obviously you, you, you figured out this passion and there was a way that you started that was like, you know what, I want to get into to this and this is what I want to do and what I want to do for the rest of my life. What was that break off point that you knew that this is exactly what you wanted to do? So. I think that question starts with like, I knew I wanted to do something in entertainment. I always wanted to be like originally a radio host. That was my thing. I want to be a radio host and be a radio personality. That's where it all stemmed from. But when I knew that like, this is what I want to do was uh, I did comedy for a year and then I did no comedy for a year. So in two years, I only done one. And this is when I was working on Colada time and I was listening to, I had no idea. I knew Joe Rogan was from Fear Factor and I knew Joe Rogan uh, did comedy like maybe the six months before that or something like that. Cause I ran, I, I had heard his set on a Pandora playlist while I was in Atlanta. So I didn't really listen to the Joe Rogan experience or anything like that. And I did not know of Joey Diaz, but for whatever reason, I would, I think I had just started listening to Rogan and Joey Diaz was on and I never heard of him. And you know who he is? Joey Diaz. I've heard him on the Joe Rogan experience. I, right. I think I've so seen him. Yeah, American on, comedian, yeah. very funny very relatable. Me being Cuban, I'm like, oh, I'm naturally going to gravitate to this guy. Yeah. And then they start talking about like, oh, do you remember going to this open mic? Because they've been doing comedy for like almost 30 years. 
So like, you remember going to this open mic? You remember this place? I remember that place? And like, I don't know what it was, bro, but I was just sitting there and I was like, damn, like I got the itch. It had been a year since I had been on stage and I was like, damn, I got the itch to go back. Like, so I start, you know, thinking about writing. So I kind of just write some things down. And then next thing you know, like it all happened, like in, in like 27 hours or something like that. It was like, I was listening to a podcast. I got the spark of inspiration. I started kind of jotting down some thoughts. Then I got messaged on Facebook. Hey, are you still doing comedy? Like out of the blue, somebody was booking me for a show. And I was like, yeah, of course I'm still doing comedy. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Book so, me, book me now. <laughs> yeah, and I, I did that. And then my cousin hit me up and my cousin's a pastor. And for whatever reason that day, my cousin was like, you know, like humor is your gift or something along the lines. Like, like it all happened so fast, so quick. And like almost to a point where it was like, this is not a coincidence. And I was like, man, you know, I, I took a year off of comedy at that point. Like, I, I don't know if I could say that I thought I was going to go back into comedy, but at that point I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, this is just what we're going to do now. And, uh, I think that was that, that big, big push in of like, if you're going to do it, you're doing it type shit. And I was like, I can't go back to like not doing these rooms. I can't go back to not going here. Cause there was a, there's a room in Coconut Grove called Taurus and it's a wine and whiskey it's a wine and whiskey bar so they have like tons of little selections it's an old dive bar too like this started off to be like a dive bar and it gets really raunchy and one night I went there this was my first year doing comedy I went to it was a Thursday night I did this place artistic vibes love them to death first open mic I did was there but it was uh super friendly so everyone there does well wow good job Good job. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was good. That was good. It's not right? the real competition, the the competitive act. So then yeah. I, some comedians are going to another spot named Taurus. And I'm like, oh, sure. Like, I'll go. And I go there and like, you know, I got five minutes at Artistic Vibes. And when I got to Taurus at one in the morning, uh, they're like three minutes. You're getting the light at two. And it's a bunch of drunk people. And, and I was just like, oh, my God. So I did that show. And then I never, I don't think I did comedy again for over a year. So when I was listening to the Joey Diaz Rogan podcast and they were talking about these rooms they used to do and like the really tough ones, I was like, damn, I bitched out from Torres. Like, damn, like, fuck it. I got to go back. And then I ended up going back and like, long story short, um, I went back this past December and I did a Thursday night show there. And I mean, it, it was dope. It was dope. I didn't crush. I didn't obliterate, but like for, for the crowd that it was, I had them rocking and rolling with me. I think I did like 12 minutes. Uh, my boys went to go see me and they were like, bro, that shit was dope, man. Like you can see your growth. So I kind of came full circle with that. Uh, but yeah, that moment I was like, when I, when I realized I got bitched out of like comedy because of Taurus and like, I got to go back. I think that was a moment that I was like, all right, this is, this is what we're doing now. Like, yeah. this is just going to yeah. be what it is. You know, uh, how are you going to make money? I don't know, but is we're going to figure it out. And, yeah. and then just a quick side note, like when I went to go see Sebastian Maniscalco, you ever heard of him? No. All right, Italian comedian, highly recommended. Love this guy. Super funny. He has a special and on Netflix? He's got three, I think, on Netflix. And I think I know what you're talking about. He has, like, spiky one. hair? Yeah, yeah, it's kind yeah, of spiky yeah. at the front. Mm-hmm. Bro, you got to watch the one that's called What's Wrong With People or Aren't You Embarrassed? Those are the ones that I'm like, okay, I think What's Wrong With People is, like, Dave Chappelle's Killing Them Softly of his catalog, where it's kind of mm. hard to top that. Like, it's his Pimp Chronicles, you know? Uh, what was he uh, wearing in that? 
Uh, that guy in, Sebastian. In that one, he's wearing jeans, a black vest, and a black button down. Yep. Like, yep. I've seen it. Super, I've seen it. Dog. Great. And then Aren't You Embarrassed is where he's wearing like the magenta longs, uh, like a magenta, a magenta long, long V-neck. So it has long sleeves. He's got a V-neck and he's in Chicago. I have seen one. that. That one's fucking hilarious too, but um, fuck, it happened again, bro. I was talking about Maniscalco. My bad, I cut, I cut you off. I just wanted to no, know. No, 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 it's all, it's all good, bro. Uh, but we're, oh, we were talking about uh, Maniscalco. So my girl got me tickets to go watch him at yeah. the BB&T arena. And when I went to go see him and he was coming to the end of his hour, which he did a complete different hour when I saw him live, which was the Stay Hungry tour. It was the same tour that he did on Netflix, but... It was almost like a brand new hour. Like this guy had so much material that he gave us like 20 minutes of the actual special and worked on other material throughout the rest of the show. And he was on yeah. stage for like an hour and change. And I remember him talking about his family and his uncle, his grandfather who was passing away, which reminded me a lot of how my dad passed away. And I saw the way he made it serious and joked and laughed and made fun of his family and himself. And I was like, Bro, I'm always going to be this person. Like, it, it's not about having a microphone and a stage and the audience. Like, no, this is who I am. I'm always going to make fun of somebody. I'm always going to joke, throw fun at myself. I'm always going to look at the light in the situation. That's never going to change. So if that's never going to change and that's going to be who I am, why would I stop myself from pursuing comedy at a higher level where I can make money for just being who I am? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't all about money. Seven years of not making sustainable money, I know it ain't. But but we trying to make it about money, God damn it. We, we, we'll let the money come to us. You see, that's the problem. Yeah. People chase yeah. the money. You're mm. not supposed to chase it. It's supposed to come to you. Because when you chase it, it gets further away. I heard that like on a Tony Robbins thing or something. That sounds like some J. Cole shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard some. It's, I know it's somewhere there. It was Jimmy Bullet. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so that was one of those moments that I definitely went like, oh, this is what I'm doing forever just because this is who I am, you know, like I'm not trying to do this. No, yeah, yeah. No, and I can relate to that because when it comes to this, when it comes to sports broadcasting, like it's just I go and play ball when I was living in Miami, the tropical park, and we would go uh like three, four times a week, go over there, hang out with the guys, talk about the sports that are going on. When I go to a restaurant, I'll talk to some people about the sports that are going on, my boys, my family. So I'm like, yo, man, if I'm doing this every day for the free and I love doing it, why not try to, like how you said, try to not chase the money, but like, let me try to make a career out of it, out of the right. passion, the passion that I have for it. So yeah, hundred no, percent. I, I see bro. what you're saying. Yeah, man. And you can't have these conversations with everybody too. Remember oh, of that. Of course not. Of course, a lot of people of don't course. don't want to have these type of conversations. No, and like, you probably have a similarity to it. I don't know what it is. Maybe you'll tell me after this. But like, I have people when I tell they ask me like, we have a casual conversation. Oh, what do you do? Uh, blah blah blah. I always say, oh, I do sports broadcasting, but I work in other uh, places as well. Blah blah blah. And they're like, oh yeah. They try to test your knowledge. They're like, right. For example, oh um. What was the score of the Miami Heat's game last night against the New York Knicks? They try to test your knowledge and they yeah. try to come at you because they're like, okay, so if you really are a sports broadcaster, let me see, 
let me see what you know. It, do they do the same thing in comedy? They're like, oh, like, for example, like, oh, tell me a joke. And you're like, well, yeah, it's not, it doesn't work like Everybody. that. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Everybody be wanting to say like, oh, like, you know, tell me a joke. What's your, you know, I think it's a little different with sports because um, you could say something like, yo, what was the score? Like, who's the leading this? You know, uh -huh. like, there's no uh -huh. real statistic like that. But to be fair, I will say that it's like comedy in the sense that people... People see this, meaning like comedy and sports broadcasting, and go like, I think I could do that. Yeah, Which yeah. Not but, wrong because no, 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 like that's it, where the thought comes from. But it's not as simple as they think. Of course. Everyone yeah. wants it to be super. Oh, I could do that. I could do that. I'm like, really? You could go? You can go on stage for five minutes in front of a room full of strangers and get them to laugh at you? That's like, tough, you, bro. At, that's, bro. That's tough. Literally any group of people you're you're meeting here, your first job is make me laugh. That is the number one thought. The minute you hit the stage, people are looking at you. How do you dress? How'd you walk up? Are you have a drink? You know, how's your tone? Okay. What all right, what are you talking about now? Like, all right, cool, make me laugh. Make me laugh. Like that is how people go into no, it, and bro. keep them interested. Tambien. Right, like, right. It's like, you know. Miami made Miami helped me with that muscle, bro. Because Miami is like, it's all about me. Make fun of me, 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 me. Anywhere you go, so I couldn't do material the way I can do material here. I had to do the crowd work. I had to be like, yo, mommy, you with the red heels, yada yada yada. Like, oh, who let you out the house? And boom, you gotta roast this person and talk about that person because if not, they're like, oh, are those jokes. All right, let me look at my phone. Let me, you know, yeah, do yeah, yeah. Literally, like, literally. No, bro, I'm pulling fucking teeth, man. I'm pulling yeah. fucking teeth. Yeah. But it comes with the territory of doing what we're doing, where people look at it and kind of go like, "I think I could do that," you know? Yeah, facts, facts. <laughs> well, before before we get out of here, because we've been we've been going for a while now, and it's been yeah. it's been a great conversation for sure. And even before that, we had a whole hour of another conversation. For real, absolutely. <laughs> but before we get out of here, are there any what well, one particular story that you can remember? Crazy story. That when you went up to go on stage and perform of something crazy happening in whatever club or or place that you were at. Man, all right. So <laughs> I thought about I was thinking about this and like I can't have I don't have any crazy story that jumps out to me. Like I'm sure shit's happened. Yeah, yeah. Like that you don't the, remember at the point or something. Yeah, like that. but yeah. like one of the most recent, and this definitely was up there. If if it's not the craziest, it's definitely up there with one of the craziest. Thing. So I did a, a show out here. It was an open mic night. So I think it may have been like a 2-0 Wednesday. And it's cold, bro. And it gets cold. He, like, granted, I'm not in Milwaukee. So it's not cold like Milwaukee. But we ain't in Miami. It's just cold over yeah, here. Yeah, it's different for us. 100%. Yeah, I'm bundled up. You know, I'm layered and shit. I got my beanie. So it's one of them cold Tuesdays. And, like, here's the thing. So at these showcases, is I mean, at these open mics, it's like 20 to 25 comics deep. So if you don't get if you get there two minutes late, you're looking at the difference between being called up six and sixteenth. Wow. Just by them two minutes, bro. Trust me, I've been on both sides of those of those two minutes. And <laughs> whatever, it's a it's an open mic. Like, of course, the open mic's not taking place inside the bar where it's warm and you know, sustained. It's in the back. It's in the it's back. Outside <laughs> where they have like it's the 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 stage has its back towards an intersection. So it's all outdoors and you can see the cars. Literally, it's like stage, 
sidewalk, cars, you know, like it's right there. So we're seeing there's open air, there's cars coming and going. And all of a sudden, and I think this was like two people before I got called up. All of a sudden, a homeless guy just starts walking in the traffic. Like, oh, hell no. <laughs> all us comics, like the comic on stage can't see what's going on behind him because he's facing the opposite direction. So all us comics are like, yo, what the hell? Like, is that a bum just walking out on the street? And like, we're not talking, but now it gets- But he could see you guys like- Is that a bum? Yeah, yeah. Is that a bum? And then the guy lays on his back and he just lays in the middle of the street. Now people were honking, right? This guy's like, run me over, run me over. Yo, wild. (laughs) I'm like, is this happening, bro? They got two police cars, so now there's sirens and lights going off and like, it's just chaos. And, bro, an ambulance came. They take the guy. Next thing you know, I'm called up. And there's, like, seven people in the audience that are not comedians. They're all in their own world of, like, did that just happen? Trying to look at the news and see if they come up. Oh, I just saw that. I just saw that. Bro, either that or people are just jumping back into conversation. Like, that didn't just happen. Now, Now I'm on stage and I'm like, what the hell? How do I even go on stage after this? Like after what I just witnessed. And dude, I try to make a reference towards it, but they were so lost and out of it. And I just bombed so hard. But I think that was one of the craziest moments where I was like, is that fucking? Oh, okay. No, I got, I got it. You got it. No, no, one more. One more, one more, one more. more. I'll make it quick. All right. So there's a show here called Kill Tony. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No. You heard of it? No. All right. Here's the gist of it. Very famous comedian, Tony Hinchcliffe, bunch of other comedians are guest judges, right? It could be Joe Rogan, it could be Ron White, it could be Roseanne Barr, whoever, right? They have a bucket, bunch of names. People sign up for one minute. They pull your name out, you get one minute on stage, and they give you a 10 minute interview. How'd you get started into comedy? How long have you been doing it? Yada, yada, yada. It's a fucking wild ass show. Mind you, I signed up for this show 23 times and I have not been called up. 23 Mondays, I've gone up. Don't get called up. So one time we're all in the back. We're on this specific area where they keep all the comedians. And this guy, like the green room. I wish <laughs> there was not no green room. We, I always we, hear we, that on podcasts. The, That's right. Pit. No, the, the pit. green room is where Rogan and Tony Hinchcliffe are all hanging out, which is like on the other side of the club. They're in the green room. We're in the pits where they just put like 50 comedians on each side. So it was like a hundred and some comedians in total on uh, half and half on these pits. You can't have your phone out. You can't do anything, whatever. I'm there in the corner. This must be like my 16th time trying to go up. Dude next to me just goes like, hey, bro, you need that work. I got you. And like he opens up his jacket and he pulls out like a, a air sealed like quarter of bud. And he's like, oh, you need that work. I got you, whatever. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't smoke, whatever. And then he goes like, yo, what? It, what is this? Like he tells me, what is this? Like, as the show's going on, I'm like, oh, this is a comedy show. Like, it's an open mic. And he's like, oh, damn. And I look at him, and he has a wristband, which means he signed up. Because you only get that wristband if you sign up. So I'm like, but you signed up. He's like, nah, bro, I just saw a bunch of people lined up. So I just thought I could sell them bud. (laughs) And I was like, what? So whatever. This dude goes and starts rolling up a blunt right next to me inside of this venue. Mind you, it's dark. But I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I've seen this before. Like, he's just there rolling his blunt, rolling his blunt. And then he starts smoking that shit next to me. Oh, man. And I'm like, 
what in God's name is this guy doing? I'm like, you know, I'm smoking you, man. But he don't give a damn. He's too cool. He doesn't care. Bro, reefer all around us. Nobody said nothing. He hit that shit like three, No one said nothing at all? Nobody. Nobody was going to tell him nothing. No one was going to tell him nothing, bro. That's awesome. Chief, chief, (laughs) chief, whatever. He asked me if I wanted. I was like, nah, I'm good, bro. Like, thank you, but no thank you. I saw how way he licked it and all that. I was like, nah, I'm good, bro. Got disgusted quick. He goes, gets his fingers, turns it off, puts it in his pocket. That dude gets fucking called up, bro. Oh, They called his name. And I was like, yo, are you serious? Goes on stage, and he doesn't even say a joke. He literally goes like, bro. I just saw a bunch of white people standing in line and I came to sell some weed like that. And then the audience. Like, <laughs> that is hilarious like, though. Dog, is this really happening to me right now? Whatever. The guy, they do the interview part and they and then Tony Hinchcliffe goes like, All right, so how long have you been doing comedy? And he's like, I told you, like, I just came here to sell weed. Like, that's all I'm like, that's all I'm he's like, Are you buying or not? Are you like I'm not a comedian? I ain't never done comedy. Oh my god. And this guy got and then he cuts off stage. He's like, yo, is this gonna be like on anywhere? Like they're gonna put it. I'm like, bro, millions of people watch this shit every week. Like, you are going to be known amongst people. And (laughs) and bro, just it's a very humbling story. And I tell myself that I'm not shit, okay? That a random guy that's just selling weed, doing something with his life better than me, entrepreneuring, got a shot at comedy in, in a prime time stage, you know? But that that was, uh, you can't make that shit up, bro. No, you, you cannot. cannot. You cannot. Right next to me. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious for sure. Being in that, in that predicament would be hilarious, bro. Uh, I felt like I was Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm, bro. That shit was ridiculous. Love that show. Love that show. <laughs> hey, but it's been great, man. For sure, oh, I gotta yeah, get you back awesome. on another on another episode late later on. Hopefully, when the here in the playoffs, maybe doing some work in the playoffs, so we could talk some more positivity about them. Or next yes, year, with, with your Dolphins, your Dolphins winning some games, and hopefully, Tua stays healthy. You know, that's you it. Know? That's it. That's all. That's we all need. we want. That's all we want. Just want my boy healthy. That's all. <laughs> Try not to get hit by a truck out there. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Hey, but Seabass, man, let these people know where they can view your stuff or listen to you or whatever, wherever your social media accounts are. Um, I think all my social media is the same. Uh, just SeabassMatar.com. All my social media is on there. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, even our little documentary, Respect the Light. That's on there as well. Seabass Matar, C-B-A-S. Uh, M-A-T-T-A-R.com all together. Everything's on there. Bro, thank you so much for uh, having me on, man. It was super dope to be able to, you know, catch up with you again after so many years of not talking. And great to see you doing what you're doing, bro. Like, I, I really see your shit, man. I push you 100%, man. Whatever you need from me, if you need me to share something, if you, your guest drops and you ain't got nobody, hey, bro, I'm your, I'm your guy, man. But super, super proud of you, man. I'm glad. I'm glad to be seeing you do this this sort of thing man it's, it's right. gonna pay big dividends to you i appreciate that bro guys you know where you can follow me on twitter at george mike perez instagram tiktok and youtube at gmike media underscore the audio version of the podcast available on all podcast platforms streaming on youtube and now on the varsity sports network.org t for sure i'm gonna bring you back on i appreciate your time brother 
And I know, I know you're a busy guy going going out there and going up on these shows, all these open mics and stuff. Keep doing your thing, bro. Yes, Remember sir. how we talked about off the air, bro. Progression every day, every day, one percent better. You know what it is, baby. You know what yes, it is. Sir. Hey, but I appreciate you, bro. No doubt, brother.